Phantomaniacs, welcome to the newest episode of the Needless Things Podcast, where we talk about toys, movies, music, and all manner of pop culture dorkery. I'm your host, Dave, and as has often been the case lately, I'm under a bit of a time crunch. Uh, Speaking of crunches, I just finished my DDP yoga workout for today. I had an Energy 2.0 and a Red Hot Core 2.0. I'm feeling great, but a little tired because uh, after a 12-hour shift at work to come home and do DDP yoga is extremely fulfilling, but also very, very tiring. But that's not why I'm in a time crunch. Uh, the reason is because at 8.15, I have an invitation to partake in WWE's rehearsal for their new Thunderdome presentation thing. Uh, it is a... They're going to have basically like hundreds of video screens in place of an audience. So at one point they had sent out I'm, I'm on the wwe fan council where you get sort of surveys and you talk about the programming and what you like what you don't like that kind of stuff i don't think it's all that exclusive but it is something that you had to be chosen and sign up for and do all this stuff and you get some perks and stuff and this was one of those things is to be a part of this rehearsal uh and at one point in the fan council sort of uh queries they had presented all these different displays with like fans around the border of the screen. Uh, it was awful. They were all terrible. Uh, this, however, puts those screens in the actual auditorium where the events are happening. So it's like a virtual audience, but it's not interfering with your view of the action in any way. I think it has the potential to be a very cool alternative to having a live crowd. Uh, You know, obviously there are concerns about people behaving, but other than that, I think it's a really innovative and cool idea, and I'm excited to see how they execute it. So, uh, in order to be ready for that in time, i got to get this thing in the can. And, And you know what? If I don't make it, I don't make it, because I've got to have this podcast ready to go for you guys. Uh, That being the case, uh, let's go ahead and talk about a little bit of news. Okay, so this week it all pretty much qualifies as personal or site news, which I've decided qualifies as news, just because I like to use that little sting that you just heard. Uh, Okay, first news, going back to the DDP yoga really quickly, I am in my 20... Third, 24th week of DDP yoga, uh, which is, gosh, that doesn't even seem right. That's six months, but that's, yeah, that's about right. Uh, And I've seen huge results in the way my clothes fit, the way I feel. I've talked about it before on the show, but here is the true quantifiable result. I went to the doctor on Tuesday And he cut my, I am on a Torvastatin, which is a cholesterol uh, controlling medication. I've been on it for, I think, six or seven years now. 
the my old doctor who prescribed it when he told me you have high cholesterol it's it's genetic like yes you have a lousy diet but this would have happened no matter what and i said well what do i need to do and at what point will i not have to take this anymore because i don't like putting foreign uh substances in my body except for booze that's fine uh but like i'm not big on medications and stuff i don't even take ibuprofen unless i really really have to uh so i did not want to have to take this atorvastatin um and he said oh well you're going to be taking it the rest of your life and that was the end of it uh cut to now last year we started seeing uh started going to a new family doctor and he has been He's big into diet and fitness without being pushy about it. Uh, he's very conversational and encouraging and is is probably a part of the reason that I started the DDP Yoga, although the main reason was the Major Fitness Challenge put on by the uh, Major Wrestling Figure podcast. Uh, so I started the DDP Yoga and now went to the doctor Tuesday and he has cut my dosage in half uh, from 20 milligrams a day to 10 milligrams a day. And he said that if I keep this up and continue uh, with this program, with this diet that I've been maintaining for the past six months, that by the end of the year, I may not even have to take it anymore at all. Uh, as opposed to doctor number one who said, oh, you just got to take it for the rest of your life. So there you go. And I like, don't get me wrong, I liked doctor number one. I got along with that guy, but he was an old stodgy dude. And uh, this guy is not. And this is amazing news. And this is the kind of difference that, you know, not just DDP yoga. This is the kind of difference that exercise and diet can make in your life is I may be able to stop taking this medicine that is addressing one problem, but you know, it's not good for your liver. It's, there are other things, uh, that this is, it's like, it's helping this problem greatly, but it's causing all of these other little problems that over time are going to build up. And I'd rather not take it if I don't have to. Uh, and DDP yoga is the shit. Okay. Moving along to other personal news, because you guys are so into that for your worldwide news here on Needless Things, uh, I dropped Star Wars Black Series. I had to. There's too much other stuff. Marvel Legends, WWE Elites, uh, the Super 7 Ninja Turtles, the G.I. Joe Classified, Vintage G.I. Joe that I'm now uh, way into, all the NECA stuff. Like, it's, it's too much, and for space concerns, for money concerns, for interest concerns. Star Wars Black Series was always kind of a tertiary thing for me anyway. I, I love the figures, don't get me wrong. Um, but three and three quarter inch is always going to be where my heart is with Star Wars. And I just, I, I had to make a big decision. So I packed them all up and put them away and I'm done with that again. I'm not going to sell them because I learned my lesson about that kind of thing. But they're, they're in a tote in the storage room. And I, I gotta maybe make some cuts in something else, and I'm not quite sure what yet. It's tough, but there's just too much cool stuff, and I can't get it all. Uh, and then the last bit of news, I want to make sure you go check out the Needless Things YouTube channel. Uh, I have been putting up one or two toy reviews a week of new toys. This week was the Mezco 112 Collective John Wick figure. Uh, do a pretty extensive I, I unbox it I show you all the accessories I talk about the figure and then the other one was supposed to be Super 7's uh, glow-in-the-dark Baxter Stockman from their ultimate TMT, TMNT line but I did a couple extra little things with that video and was not able to put it together in time so instead 
you get the freshest, newest video I think I've ever put up, aside from live unboxings in the Needless Things Podcast Facebook group, which if you're not part of that, you should join. But you do have to answer all three questions. Uh, so the other unboxing is the Mezco 112 Collective Harley Quinn, the comic book look that uh, just recently shipped. And I, let's see, I received it Saturday did the unboxing video Monday because I, I, you got to do that stuff ASAP because in the unlikely event there is, you know, an error production problem or something else and you need a replacement, you got to get on that quick because Mezco doesn't keep, uh, I guess, damage stock or replacement stock or whatever you want to call it. They don't keep it around indefinitely. So you don't, don't leave your 112s just sitting in the box forever. You need to take them out and investigate as soon as you can. Uh, all right, so there you go. I put over the stuff I need to put over. That is this week's news. And now on to this week's show. I told you at the end of last week's episode that it was time for the new Needless Commentary. And August's Needless Commentary is Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure with Bill and Ted Face the Music coming out a week from today. We thought it was a great time to revisit the original film, uh, especially now where I think we're all in need of some boundless optimism and some positivity and the general spirit of be excellent to each other and party on, uh, which we have to party on as well as we can. And this movie absolutely holds up it's a great time we sat down we watched it we had a blast we shared memories you guys are really going to enjoy this one so it's time grab your vhs your dvd your blu-ray whatever it is you've got hopefully you've got the shout factory blu-ray and if you don't get it tons of bonus features beautiful picture that's what we watched so put it in your player and get ready to sit down with the needless things or regulars and enjoy bill and ted's excellent adventure Welcome to the August Needless Commentary. I misspoke last time that this one was going to be Arian's pick. Uh, you guys are going to have to wait another month for whatever that gem ends up being. But whatever gem it is, it's probably whatever be... whatever Gary Busey. Oh, Gary Busey what? versus butt lickers. Whatever that gem is is probably going to be on the end of a butt plug. <laughs> also true. <laughs> Uh, but this month, no butt plugs, only excellence, because we're watching Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. This is the Shout Factory Blu-ray super-duper release that included Bogus Journey. Um, does not include the cartoons, but we do have those upstairs. And it's beautiful transfer, but whatever version of the movie you're watching, uh, go ahead and get ready to hit play... And listen in as we share our thoughts and memories about this seminal, awesome, and uh, pretty, for, for this time of year particularly, uh, important movie. Because, I mean, there are lots and lots of uh, Dragon Con related stuff come into play here. So Now more than ever? Yes. 
Uh, hit play in three, two, one. So this was... It was a weird thing because I don't know that I was that excited about it when I was a kid. It, it was like... I didn't have a feel for what it was until I actually saw it. Yeah. Do you do you guys remember the hype for it at all? I, I don't know. I was way more I was way more hyped for the sequel than I was the original. Yeah, but, um, yeah, definitely. This was just something weird I came across and liked a whole lot. Yeah, I don't remember that much before like it's a weird It's a weird <laughs> property because it's like oh, Bill and Ted, they're like two rock and roll guys. And, like, I don't know, for me, they just always kind of felt like they were always there, but, like, it's, like, you know, I guess since I'm younger, like, they were always just kind of, like, iconic for me. But, yeah, I, I remember, I, I remember being, like, into them immediately, but I still remember being, like, I don't quite understand what the hell this is as a franchise, but, uh, but, yeah. Yeah, I don't remember, I don't really remember their being. It's a hard sell. I couldn't see a movie like this being made now. No, no, although they are making a movie like this now, and it's the third one. Well, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> yeah I know, an original film yeah. like this would be a, a weird proposition yeah. now. So we're going to have Jane Wheedlin in it, too? Jane Wheedlin and Bernie Casey. Bernie Casey will not be in it, because he has passed away, sadly, so, as, as has so. George Carlin. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, maybe there were commercials on TV, because this is an Orion film, so at the time, Orion was still uh, kind of a, a genre powerhouse. Yeah. Uh, it was around the same time they won a shit ton of Oscars for uh, Silence of the Lambs. Is that mm. Orion? I think it was Orion. Sure, why not? If only we had a way to look it up. Man. <laughs> um, but I, I remember my f- having friends that were really excited about this uh, that, that got me... I'm not even going to say excited, but just wanting to see it. And I didn't. I certainly didn't see it in the theater. It was a home video release, so I was probably 13 by the time I actually did see it. Um, but once I did, it was great because these guys are so lovable. They're, you know, believe it or not, for 1988 or 89 by the time I saw it, uh, they were they were cool. They were cool guys dealing with high school problems. Which, high school seemed like it was going to be a much bigger problem than it really was. Same with military school. Movie, I, yeah, military. Terrified that. of military yeah, school. Yeah, like it was a yeah. real threat. Although my dad was actually in the military, and military school actually was a oh, looming man. threat for me. So uh, <laughs> I was, my, fortunately, my parents were hippies, and they never threatened me with such. Like, you would have been sent to hippie school. Yeah. You would have to learn how to worse. brew patchouli. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember, like, what it was. And raised goats. Because I think this was my, this was what put Keanu Reeves on, like, the radar for me. Oh, it's definitely the first thing um, I saw him in. I didn't yeah. see, uh, what was the ri- river or something? What was his first thing? He was in a, f- a few things before this, but, like... He was in some kind of, like, dramatic team thing. Go on, and I'm going to look it up, because now I need to know. Um, say th- yeah, I mean, I think that I just, like, probably saw this on VHS, um, and, like, thought he was, like, totally, magically babelicious. And I was like, oh my god, Ken Reeves! Um, 
because I think this is what started like my super crush on Keanu Reeves. Which like River's Edge. Having seen the previews for the new one. Really? It, nobody? River's Edge? No. No, I got nothing. Never heard of it. Whoa! But uh having seen the previews for the new one, it doesn't stretch my imagination to see Alex Winter still as Bill, but like it's weird seeing Keanu. It's Ted. Well, I think yes. Alex Winter has done. He's, oh. I mean, he's had a good career, but he's not Keanu Reeves. That's completely know? the opposite for me because Keanu Reeves, to me, will always be Ted, even though he's, you know, played Neo and John Wick and whatever else. Like, yeah, he has always had that Ted element. Whereas Alex Winters has done so much other weird, different stuff from Idiot Box to Freak to. Um, all these documentaries he did. Have you seen that documentary he did on the dark web? Yeah. Like, knowing yeah, like, that he's done all of that stuff, Alex Winter is a very different human to me now. I don't know. He's always been... Yeah. I, he, I, they've both always been Bill and Ted to me, but like, he's always been Bill. Like, I saw him in Lost Boys, and I'm like, oh my god! It's Bill. Like, it's yeah. Bill. And, you know, whatever, anytime, anywhere, is always like, oh my god, it's, it's Bill. But he's super and for evil. for a really long time... It was hard for me to see Keanu Reeves in anything and not have him be Ted. Well, I think that plagued him. Like, I'm sure it did. Honestly, until I sat down recently and watched all the John Wick movies at once, like one, two, and three, and then I was like, okay, I'm now able to accept Keanu Reeves as, like, cool-ass action guy and not, like... Ted playing cool for as me, action guy. Like <laughs> it was it was uh, the Matrix that did it for me when it came out. And, and know, the I, Matrix, like you know, the first one is awesome, yeah. but it just I I couldn't really disconnect it from Bill and Ted because I think like we saw this when we were right at that age. Like this movie yeah. was like, and there still know. were a few moments, at least in the first Matrix, where you'd be like, "Whoa!" Yeah, right. like, I mean, they, they definitely yeah, like they definitely through. played off of the the Tedness of yeah. it all. That's why I said to me, he never left Ted behind. He has just shown that Ted can do other things. <laughs> yeah, Ted can kill people and right. um, and no kung fu, well, whatever he does in I, Matrix. I mean, and be an FBI agent. Real and jump yeah. out of airplanes yeah. and yes. surf, Johnny. Johnny, which Utah. completely. I'm sorry. Point Break is Ted joins the FBI. Yeah, you know, which has to be our next uh, Swayze. Ted joins the FBI. Oh yeah, you're right. No, that's our. <laughs> yeah, it has that'll to be. be our January. Will be Hell Point yeah. Break because it's a, that's a great. It is pretty great. It's a great four month away segue. Yeah, yeah, and then Ghost after that. No, no. <laughs> I've never seen well, Ghost, and I don't ever want to see it. I've never seen it. I don't know that song at all. Yeah. I don't know how it goes at all. What is the... Did you just start singing a hymn? It's Unchained Melody. What is the it's pottery the, song? It's the name of the song. I thought it was called the pottery song. But... It's, <laughs> it's the Naked yeah. Dead pottery what? song? I don't know. I don't know. How does it... Somebody in here has to know how it goes. I... Oh... All I can think of is my dog. I had the top of my life. No, that's definitely not the wrong Patrick Swayze movie. I'm saying that's all I can think of. You've lost that love and feeling. That's Top Gun. That Top Gun was way more gay than any Patrick Swayze movie, even the one about dancing. Yes. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, that. I mean it's, it's more gay than most any movie. 
Really? Aside True. from maybe Bruno. Slider is one of the... Which, no, by the way, Bruno is another is one. one of the early cinematic... We need, I, I we need to add Bruno to the list. Yeah. Bruno. Well, I think we determined that when we did Top Gun, that Top Gun is way gayer than any of the gay porns that any of us have ever seen. Yes, I mean, which, what a list that is. <laughs> Lengthy. All right, so let's talk about Gertie. Missy here. Oh. Uh, yeah. Missy married to Bill's dad. Huh? Yeah. I did say girthy. Sorry. Girthy? Yeah. Whoa. It's a girthy. I've never heard anyone describe a list of movies as girthy. (laughs) Well, when you're talking about gay porn, I guess that's the word. Oh, sorry. Girth Brooks. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. Is that your gay porn name? Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) God damn it. Uh, So. Which the, the listeners can't see, but Ryan, for. Reasons unbeknownst to anyone has well, I mean, we know, but has it inflicted a mustache upon the world. We just don't know why he did it so early. I wanted to live in the mustache. I wanted to be the mustache. You need to be part of it. Yeah. You need to embrace it. Uh, power or so, mustache? Anyway, Bill and Ted. Bill's got a hot mom. Yes. Bill's got a hot mom married to... Who's only... I think in this, she's only a couple of years older than them. Like... Within yeah. the movie, because Ted says he asked her to prom. Yeah. yeah. So she's within four years of them. And she knows their teacher. Yes. <laughs> she knows the apparently great, knows the teacher. Right, yeah, the great yeah. Bernie Casey. If you know what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. My dude. <laughs> they got it on. Uh, George Carlin, cooler than cool in this movie. Uh, honestly, he holds the whole thing together. His presence and his coolness. Gravitas, um, if you will. Yes. Yeah. It sells everything, including this that is 100% Doctor Who. Yeah. And actually, now that I think about this, um, the age that I was and all that, this would have been my first real experience with George Carlin um, because I was too young for his stand-up. So, I, I think I knew who George Carlin was. Sure. Um this was but, back when Bill Cosby was viewed as safe for kids. Yes. Uh, and George Carlin different, was not. Different world. <laughs> but I don't think that I... I think this was, like, my first time seeing, like, George Carlin do, you know, like, in a movie or whatever. So I was... I had a different experience because I got way into stand-up comedy at a young age. And I did, too. I would I sneak and watch the, like, HBO comedy specials and yeah. stuff on my own. So I had seen George Carlin, and his presence in this actually made me think this movie was going to be like way more dirty and grown up yeah. than it was. Mm-hmm. Like I remember thinking it was bizarre that this filthy guy was in this movie. Yeah, yeah. For whatever reason, like I mostly when I was younger, like, and I watched stand up. It was uh, like Eddie Murphy and Dennis Miller. Yeah, yeah, I remember having like Raw and Delirious on tape that like somebody had taped off of HBO. Oh wait, real quick, I gotta point out this this weird knockoff Mad Ball at the foot of the bed here. What the heck is that thing? It looks vaguely familiar beyond just sort of looking like a Mad Ball. And I hope I didn't miss taking a picture of it just you now. Did. You did. Uh, they don't show it again, do they? All... No, they show it one more time. They, um, do, they do show it. One they're just getting boners for Missy right now. But there's all kinds of, if you guys are watching this along with us, there's so many cool toys in this. There are army ants. 
um, one of those wooden dinosaur models, the Godzilla right there. That's but the top. I thought was the Shogun Warrior Godzilla, but I don't know that it is. Yeah, I don't know what that top hat thing is back there. It looks That's like horrifying. Kurt Cobain. It looks like something Alex Winter made. Yeah, it looks like paper mache Abe Lincoln Kurt Cobain. I've never heard those words <laughs> put together before. It kind of does. But you're right. Yeah. I think I might have missed the knockoff Mad Ball. There it is. There's the top of its head. Oh, maybe we'll get a shot of it as... as uh, They're totally going to do it. You can't quite see it. Oh, well. Um, So, your dad's going for it in your own room. I'm not sure the age I saw this, I knew exactly what going for it meant. I definitely did. I think I did too, yeah. Shut up, Ted. (laughs) Look how cute Keanu Reeves was. Oh, my goodness. Well, both of them are just adorable. They are. But I was was surprised... When you said that, oh look, Dagwood, weird. Um, I was surprised when you said they were twenty four because I, I honestly thought they were like 19, under twenty one. Yeah, I was. <laughs> Lady from Total Recall. Yeah. Yes, it's true. Yeah, her head's about to split open. Yes. <laughs> Gosh, that's another one for the list. Hell get you, yeah. get your ass to Mars. Oh <laughs> man, perfect movie. I yeah, I thought they were like eighteen too. I was surprised to find out that they were. I think they were twenty four when they made this. Well, it seemed reasonable to me that Keanu Reeves would have been born in, like, 1970. It seems like he would only be about six years or so older than me. Yeah. But in reality, he's, like, 10-ish. Yeah. Well, He was born in 64 or 65. In reality, he's... uh, It it wasn't he one of the ones that people were finding pictures of people from, like, the 1700s that looked like him or something? Probably. Yeah, he's probably some sort of immortal weirdo. (laughs) But he's, like, a good immortal weirdo, so it's fine. He's like a force for good. He's a balance. true. He brings balance to the universe. So, I don't know how this got by me for so long. Because I discovered Doctor Who when I was seven. Yeah, I definitely discovered Doctor Who before this. Was a fan when I was a kid. But I I think this is how it got by me. This is a phone booth. Obviously inspired by Doctor Who's phone box. But I don't know that I really thought of the TARDIS as a phone box when I was younger. Yeah, because that's not like a... a it's not an American thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, you never see it as like a phone box. You see the outside, but I you mean, never see the inside as a phone box. And, and it's, but, you know, it's... I don't know. I, it was just a big blue box to me, and I don't think it wasn't a real thing. Like, it almost seemed like something that had been made, made up. The show, yeah. So I didn't connect, even though it's time travel, I just didn't connect it until later in life. Uh, yeah, I've never really thought about that until today, honestly. Like, you mentioned <laughs> yeah. it, and I was like, oh yeah, you're right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so yeah. I did, I, like, it didn't immediately occur to me, but like, it definitely, I think it, for me it clicked, like, when you see them, like, going through, like, the circuits of time. Right, right. Yeah, which is pretty similar to the way that, yeah. yeah. Well, and also the fact that the in this movie, the future that is depicted is very different from the movie in Bogus Journey, uh, but it totally looks like a Doctor Who set. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, the costumes, the set, everything is straight out of, like, John Pertwee-era Doctor Who. 
I just think that like All a phone booth is a monster like... made out of carpets. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. And like a phone booth was like a normal part of our lives. Yeah, right. Whereas this is weird now. Not, not so much anymore. Not so much, no. And, Which, and I, like, so I guess, you know, the reason they changed it from... Uh, I mean, I may be understanding this wrong, but the the reason that they changed it from the weird diamond thing into the phone box is probably so it would blend in with their time. Right. But they also don't give a shit. Like, they're just dropping it wherever. <laughs> <laughs> like, what up? This yeah. is from the future. <laughs> Fuck y'all. I, I think the reason... That they did it is to to get that homage to Doctor Who in. No, I think yeah, that's really sure. the only. I'm saying reason. like in it's but yeah, within the within the context of the film, yes. But yeah, they just drop it wherever they want. Yeah. Although, and it was probably an easier prop for them to like just get move around. Food. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's funny is they didn't really like. Obviously, this is something they fabricated, uh, and they could have taken some liberties and made it a little bigger. Than an actual phone booth, but I, yeah. I, it's kind of eh, maybe it is. It might be a it's little. It's like bigger. life size, and it has an umbrella on the top. And then the if I, I think Bogus Journey, it's got a different thing on the top, right? I don't remember. It doesn't have the umbrella. It's got it, it, well, everything in Bogus Journey is a little they had a little more of a budget on that one. Yeah, yeah. I think this stuff looks pretty good. It holds up. Mm-hmm. For for the time, it looked great. I mean, this looks better than like the '90s CGI. Oh yeah, right, definitely. You know? Yeah, like, and it, I think it's because they kept it relatively simple. Yeah, like that that entire sequence looked better than the entire Spawn movie. <laughs> I mean, I've had bowel movements that look <laughs> yeah, better yeah. than the entire <laughs> Spawn movie, so yeah. that's that's a low bar. I'm just saying, yeah, not not bad for '88. So we're our first stop. Okay, so yeah. this is my speculation is this is stock footage because there's no way they have all these extras just for Bill and Ted. Yeah, it's pure speculation. We don't play that. Show. I that's think it's pretty def- good. That's got to be stock. Well, yeah, the, look at the it. quality's different. Yeah, right. And then this, this we go to. Yeah, this is actually because there's our there's our boy Napoleon, Napoleon. our Ziggy. Or Ziggy Pig. Ziggy he's Pig. a fucking Ziggy delight Pig. in this movie. Yeah, he's <laughs> great. Yeah. Like, he and the, the Napoleon from uh, Time Bandits are obviously the best Napoleons. So, I, uh, since Bogus Journey came out, I have owned both movies always. I've had them on VHS, I've always bought both of them. And when I watch one, I watch the other. Uh, I know you guys were saying that you didn't have quite the same connection that uh, way. Yeah, no, I absolutely have... Old, I've watched this one like a bajillion times. This is like a staple of my childhood. And it may have been just like this This one we owned and I didn't own Bogus Journey or something. You know, that's like how shit worked back then. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, this one I watch constantly, and I just don't... Yeah, I don't have the fond memories of Bogus Journey. I do... Now, yeah. I was even talking about this after the first viewing. I was like, I, I want to go home and watch that again now. It, I... Personally, Bogus Journey is more fun for me to watch. Uh, it also contains 100% more Faith No More, which is a, a huge that uh, is, advantage. That is a factor. But it, uh, also, it also contains 100% more Station. Which is terrible. Not a fan of Station. At all, but I, I don't know. That one's just more fun to me. Th- this one's great. It's it's a uh, it, 
gets got, a ton of story in. It moves yeah, along yeah, really great well. Uh, it, it slows down a little bit when they have to break everybody out of jail. Well, like to me, why I think I like this one better is because it's more of a wacky kids movie, mm-hmm. almost. And like, it, it focuses on the adventure all these people are having. Like, it's if you asked a kid to like come up with a story, you could feasibly say that like this would be a story like some eight or nine year old would just dude like, let me just tell you right now say, bogus journey is more likely to come out of a kid than this you think i don't know i a hundred percent think it's been a while since i've seen bogus. Yeah, I, that blows my mind that you guys say that that's crazy to me just 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 william sadler alone is worth the price of admission no, I'm not saying I don't like. Yeah, I don't have yeah. anything against it. Yeah, I just I, I just haven't watched it as much. Yeah, it, it didn't. It didn't uh, like get me like more crazy toys. Like, there's our there's our uh, wooden dinosaur model. The crazy uh, what is the thing? Even I don't know, but it's like you squeeze guy. its body and its eyes and its ears pop out and it's fucking disturbing. I think those are army ants hanging from the ceiling, and there's a Klingon ship and a sectar. And some random ass helicopter from like Lennard or something. Yeah. But look at the banana stuck in the uh, yeah. lamp up there. <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't see those though. That's oh fire, my god, that's my friend's hazard. house had that lamp thing that was like right up on the ceiling. It's a fire hazard. Yeah, it definitely yeah. is. And this is some good set decoration though, oh, because yeah. it doesn't, it's not over the top. Like it seems pretty reasonable. Mm hmm. It also feels very much like yeah, all of my friend's house in like, the Lizardies. Yeah. yeah. Perfectly. Yeah, this, this, well, both of the houses are very relatable. They're, mm-hmm. They feel like real houses. Like, it looks like they just went somewhere and shot. It really does. It doesn't look like a, a movie house or yeah, a TV house. Yeah, it looks like, house. oh, this is my cousin's house. We can shoot here. It's yeah. Fine. Yeah, like this furniture, everything feels really familiar. We used to have that same chair. Deputy Van Halen. Deputy Van Halen, dude. I mean, sir. <laughs> Guitar noodling. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I wish we had that sound effect to play, because I would like... I don't know. I don't want to do it with my mouth. Oh, you should. <laughs> no. <laughs> hey <laughs> That's what she said. Oh, she sure did. <laughs> Yeah, I love that, like, the first half of this movie is wacky because it is Bill and Ted out of time, going into the past and, like, getting into all wacky kind of past adventures. And then the second half is taking all the people from the past and putting them in the mall and having, like, wacky mall adventures and wacky um, water slide adventures for Napoleon. I I feel like... It's it's so simple and perfect. Yeah, like, the mall scene scenes, like, everything to do with the mall. Like, if it didn't have that, or if that wasn't so great, then I might agree that Bogus Journey is better. Yeah, the mall I'm not saying Bogus Journey is better, but I'm saying it's an essential part of watching this movie. Eh, I don't know. I I can totally watch just this, just fine. Well, I'm I'm definitely gonna have to, I'm gonna have to rewatch it before the new one, because I want to be fully primed for the new one. Yeah, I'll probably do that. Yeah. You gonna prime your Bill and Ted pump? Yes. Yes. I sure am. 
If only they'd gone back into Blazing Saddles time, they could have helped save Rock Ridge. That's true. They could have got Mungo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or or they could have got the first African American sheriff in all of United States history. It was sheriff historically Park. accurate. Okay. <laughs> that was a documentary. <laughs> Ryan, you call that a lot of Disney references. Oh yeah, yeah. They uh, they they mention the Hall of Presidents and they mention Frontierland, which are some kind of deep cuts for like you know. And and in a little well, known Disney property called, I believe it's Star Wars. Wars? Yes. I Star Wars. think it makes sense though because they're in California. Yeah. So I'm guessing they're proximal to Disneyland. Probably. So those are, I mean, those are both pretty reasonable references for these guys. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in this day and age, obviously, Disney, it's weird to think of a time when Disney was not as omnipresent as it is now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in 1988, it, it, this, yeah, I mean, that was, Disney was still huge, yeah, but, still, but it wasn't, wasn't like... Everything. It wasn't they like until they had the like the Renaissance with their like uh, you know the, what was the first movie was it the Little Mermaid? They really brought them back. Yeah, it was. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah they had like a really down period for a while. But I remember. remember when we were kids though, they had the Disney like Sunday night movie. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, Disney was always yeah. present. Yeah. It just wasn't. But it wasn't. It the wasn't force. Disney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But Frontierland. It didn't own fucking role. everything. But I guess it, it didn't own the X Men and Star Wars. Well, Frontierland, I think, is kind of an everyman's reference to the Wild West. Yeah, yeah. It was a way to drop that in there. And again, since they're in California, like it, it makes sense. Oh yeah, totally. I really love I this Billy the Kid. Yeah, like I love his costuming. Uh, the guy, because he's such a critical part of the whole thing, because he's the first one that just goes along with. Yeah. yeah, he kind of holds their little group together. Uh, he he's babysits like, hey, dude, all the let, other. Let me tell writing. you. What, let me and tell why? You what's I have no on. idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they don't really give him any motivation. They just do it. Well, he's like, you guys saved my life, so I guess we're gonna go on a wacky adventure together. He's basically together. their Chewbacca. Yeah, yeah. He owes them a life debt. Yeah. yeah. So he's gonna get in their traveling craft and just follow them and handle whatever they need handled. Although, Including shooting in a high school auditorium yeah. when, when <laughs> needed. Also, he's like, you saved my life, but he's also the reason that they realized they were cheating. Like, they are the reason that they got caught. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Any more experienced poker players could have, like, won Billy the Kid a lot of money. Yeah. And, like, you wouldn't even have this silly bar fight. Yeah, he's like, whoa, three aces, dude. But knowing the reputation of Billy the Kid... This was going to end up this way anyway. True. True. He, he is a ne'er-do-well. That's right. Always out looking for trouble. <laughs> and here they establish Waterloo. <laughs> yeah. That's actually really yeah. solid mm-hmm. writing. Oh, yeah. And they, they make another reference in the very beginning to water slides. Uh, yeah, because the, the future has like a water slide. Yeah, yeah, we've got the best water parks yeah. all over. Yeah, like water sports. In every garage. Water sports being in the future. Oh god, you know what I'm saying. Here's how my we- <laughs> oh yucko. Here's how my weird pop culture brain uh, oh. works. Is that scene right there made me want to watch Who Framed Roger Rabbit? 
Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I'll allow it. Shaved and a haircut. Two, two, two bits. <laughs> oh man, the movie. We need to watch that movie. Yeah, we do. We've got a list of like we've, twenty movies. Yeah, we we've got like the next three years tonight. laid out. And that's not even including whatever weird shit Arian wants us to watch. We're going to watch the entire Cremaster cycle. The what? It's like this weird the series of like <laughs> horror. Crumb? Cremaster? It's by this guy named Matthew Barney. Like, yeah, two first names, that's bad news. Yeah, like, yeah, like it's... Oh, like Ryan Howard? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that guy's a is. dick. Yes. One of the worst characters ever. Yes. <laughs> Not for people ever. <laughs> yeah. Socrates. Here we have Socrates. This set's awesome too, man. They mm-hmm. like found some awesome spots to shoot this at if they didn't build all this. I well It's probably I, like a back lot. I would the two things I want to do is as soon as we wrap up, I want to listen to the commentary for this. Yeah. Because I don't think I ever have and I don't know why. Um to find out where they shot all this stuff and and how they put it all together, like did the availability of the sets dictate sort of people that, right, uh, yeah, right, 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 like dictate where they went and what they did? That's really feasible. They could have been like, all right, we got a grief set, we got a Wild West thing, right, right. you know? Because this, I mean, there, this was a very low budget film. That's it how like it got made. Does not appear low budget at all. I, I, I'm, no, now, I'm now on the trivia page for this movie on IMDb, so I'll be sprinkling in lots of interesting bits. But the one that immediately caught my eye for years, Keanu Reeves lamented that his epitaph would be, Here lies Keanu Reeves. He played Ted. <laughs> well, and it's yeah. uh, sorry, buddy, but that's what you got. Yeah. It's not the worst one you could have. No. Um, Real quick to call back to what you were saying about um, later on in the movie when they bring the people from the past into the future. I think that's actually one of the things... Like I said, this movie's (laughs) jam-packed. There's so much story, and they really just run through it. Yeah. I love that part so much that I want more of it. And there's almost a little bit of me that's disappointed there isn't more of that? Like more of them getting each character? Yeah. In yeah, the they, present day, or the in 1988. They do really well, like, every time they go in the past, they're like, hey, I'm Bill, this is Ted, come with us. Right, it's kind of, we get beat for thing. beat for beat, and then this really fun, crazy thing of these sure. people dealing with 1988 that I want more of, and then they have to go do their stupid project. Right. And, yeah. It's that scene seems so long to me, and it's awesome. The project, yeah, it's good, but like the mall and the the water park, yeah, and that stuff's so fun. And, and it's Napoleon hanging out with Deacon. It presents so many possibilities. <laughs> so originally, the plot was to have Bill and Ted visit and accidentally cause all of history's greatest tragedies. Including the sinking of the Titanic and the crash of the Hindenburg. God, that's dark. <laughs> I know. <Yeah. laughs> that's like too dark for this this movie. Uh, well, that's that's from the mind of the people who who were originally pinning a sequel called Bill and Ted Go to Hell. Oh yeah. I mean, that was the original title of the sequel, and then the studio was like, "That's a little much, you guys." Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, let's not, like, send the beloved characters to hell. And that's how... Well, I mean, they did. They just didn't well, call it that. Yeah. Um, and, but that's how impactful this movie was on me and all of my friends, is we were following along, you know, as much as you could at the time, I guess through Starlog and, and whatever else. We were following along with the development of the sequel, like, way into it, and we're aware that the sequel was going to be called Bill and Ted Go to Hell, and we're disappointed when they changed it. Oh, yeah. Like, that was a thing, and there weren't a lot of movies or franchises <laughs> that hooked us to that degree at that time. Can we just for a second talk about Socrates and Billy the Kid playing football behind them? Of the course nerf. we can. Yeah. Yeah. Nerf. It's great. It's <laughs> awesome. Somehow Billy we, we the Kid need is it. We teaching need so- Socrates how to... Todd Play catch. Like he would never have experienced a football. Yeah. <laughs> like, you said this scene that taught him that on the ride. We we need it. Yeah. We, we do need a Billy the Kid and Socrates spinoff. Yes, yeah. we do. Well, okay, and that was one thing I was going to ask you guys. Do Because we've, I mentioned we've got the whole animated series upstairs, and I ordered it and, and haven't even watched any of them yet. Do you guys remember that at all? Did you watch oh, yeah. it at all? Yeah. Vaguely. I, I, I have this, like,. My childhood is like there's like a lot of things that I remember the animated series more because like I I definitely watched the animated series a lot right right and uh, it's the same with Toxic Avenger like uh, as I became an adult I was like yeah yeah I, I watched Toxic Avenger I know all about it. I was like I've never seen the movie I right. watched the cartoon <laughs> but I never you know so yeah this is definitely one where I watched the cartoon a lot well this is another one that came out when you were like an infant so well yeah. You know, it would have been. <laughs> yes, you would have caught true. up with this later. So you it were, could have been after. Yeah. Now, did the, this actually come? This came out in '88, right? It came out in '89. It was '89. Yeah. So you were two. I was two. Yes. So I the, don't know but the cartoon. cartoon I think it's, it was like a '90 or early '90s. I think the cartoon came out after Bogus Journey. Yeah, probably because that would have been like because I remember watching it like obviously on TV. It's not like I was streaming it. So. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Right. But I think you were still young even when the cartoon came out. Well, yeah. But I don't remember the cartoon at all. I don't think I was watching it at the time. It may not It came be. out in 90s... Wait, that can't be right. I need my readers. I can't tell what this says. Is that 19... 19- oh, it's 1990. Yeah, so you would have still been young when, the, oh, when yeah. that came out. Um, so it went from 90 to 91. But my question was, do you guys remember... Whoa! They actually voiced the cartoon. Yeah. I didn't realize that. George Carlin as well. I did not know. No, I remember uh, watching the cartoon. See, I don't remember watching it or really being aware of it or anything. Um, Wow, that's really wild. Uh, Yeah, I I dug the. I still like the animation style. So, did they bring back all of the characters? I think they made like cameos and shit. Like, I mean, I would hope so. Yeah, because I, I seem to remember Napoleon on it and stuff. Oh, wow, Tara Strong uh, voiced one of the characters on it. That's cool. Deacon was on it. Bernie Casey reprised his role as Mr. Ryan. That's really interesting. Huh. Oh, holy shit. Sean Penn and River Phoenix auditioned for the role of Bill. Okay, so it looks to me like maybe the first... Polly Shore auditioned for the role of Ted. Can you imagine Polly Shore 
And Sean Can you Penn. Imagine Sean Penn. Wow, that would be really the, weird. The well, worst movie ever. He already did Spicoli. Could he really do this too? Like that really would have pigeonholed him. So at some point in the animated series, different voice actors took over the roles of Bill and Ted and Rufus. Um, I don't know if it was the second season or if maybe these guys just did it for the first, like for the pilot or something. Yeah, because that happens sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but whatever the case, I, I don't really know anything about the cartoon, and my hope is that they get more adventures with the characters that are in this movie. When did Bogus Journey come out? Was that in ninety one? Yep, 91. Okay, that's what I thought. So they basically filmed it shortly after. Yeah, I remember, like, Bill and Ted being the hottest shit for several years. It was a big deal. And I oh, mean, yeah. we, we definitely, you know, uh, quoted, you know, dropped the lines all the time. Oh, yeah. and Well, fuck, I still do. Tried to act. You know, like these guys, which must have been horribly offensive to our parents. I can't even imagine. <laughs> yeah. My dad liked this, though. He uh, he took me to see uh, Bogus Journey in the theater. The, the only thing, I mean, I'm sure my dad has never even seen this movie. I'm sure the only response he would have had is, like, Ted's dad should have sent him to military school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, my dad was a huge fan of this, this series. I think my parents were ambivalent. I don't know if they have opinions on Bill and Ted. My I, my mom has probably watched at least this one because she um, I know, I know she and my sister watched a lot of stuff together like this. I'm sure my mom's seen it, but I'm also sure she didn't like it because my mom has no sense of humor. <laughs> She's like one of the worst people in the world for that. Just no sense of humor. My mom took me to see most of the movies I saw for the first like 10 or 11 years of my life but by the time this came out I was 12 or 13 and was just watching stuff with my friends so yeah. this one wasn't one that we watched together yeah I can't remember I know like I rented it but I don't remember if I watched it with my dad or if I I know, I know with my it, friends it definitely I, I know it definitely influenced me to like want to be like a fuck up, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, I was like, man, it'd just be so cool to be but, like, rock but a roll. fuck up with a heart of gold. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's a like, lovable hey, fuck do. up. There's yeah. a difference. But like, I, I, I was like, man, it's so cool. Even though they like didn't know how to play their instruments, it's like, yeah, I want to be like the guy in high school in a band that's like cool and has long hair, and you know, I was. So it worked out. Which I mean, I wasn't to cool. Be. That part wasn't. But I was in a band and I had long hair. I was. I didn't get the cool part. One thing that always bugged me a little bit is they're clearly like kind of metalhead guys. They mention Iron Maiden, which okay, I've got a we went right yeah, past that part. Happen, yeah. This movie is the reason I started listening to Iron Maiden because prior to this, for whatever reason, I thought Iron Maiden was some kind of like old people music. <laughs> Like, I thought it was, like, Led Zeppelin or something, which I understand. Yes, listeners, Led Zeppelin is great rock and roll, whatever your opinion actually is Actually, there's there. some Led Zeppelin in this, too. But, like, I just didn't relate Iron Maiden to metal. And then they mentioned it, and I was like, oh, Iron Maiden, well, i got to find out what that's all about. And I did. But what's funny is, like, they're really more metalheads, but all the music in the movie 
is like cheesy butt rock. Like yeah, thank rock, you. Yeah. I was trying to find the right word for it. I felt like they couldn't get the rights to a lot of the shit. They talked about like Van Halen and 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 Bon Jovi and Poison and shit. Uh, which kind of means they're like a little more leaning toward like cock yeah, rock. they really are more. But this was yeah. the age of the cock rock. Well, though. I know, but I'm just saying, like, I felt like they would have gotten so, like probably like Rat and some shit in here, but like they probably didn't have the budget. Yeah, I guess you're right. They're really not metalheads. They're really Iron Maiden's the heaviest band they mentioned. Yeah, you're right. They mentioned Ozzy Osbourne, but to to me at the time, they seemed cooler. Than the music that's on the soundtrack of the movie. Yeah, yeah, true? for sure. I mean, there's an extreme song. I think they like soundtrack. anything with just some like some heavy guitar and shit like that. Probably which yeah. which guitar. one is the extreme? It's pretty extreme. It's the one. Is it the two heads are better than one? No, it's the do you want to play one that's playing at the mall. I'm pretty sure. That's yeah, extreme. the two heads are better in one song. It's terrible. Yes. It's also like, just it sounds Ooh. like the chorus just over and over. I, I was about to say it was the best song on the soundtrack, but I guess I won't say that now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the conflict. Well, it's just like, I don't know, it just sounds like this. It's just like one line over and over and over again. This well, and, the, and maybe the song. for the soundtrack, though. And it might be the case where I'm giving the song too much credit, because I feel like the actual version of the song could be pretty kick-ass, but what if it's like that one song from Trick or Treat Yeah, that sounds really <laughs> cool in the movie, but then you listen to the six-minute version, and it's literally the same verse over and over and over and over and over again. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah that's terrible. Okay, okay. So, the Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure soundtrack, we will mention that because they are currently on the Doctor Who set. Yes. Uh, talking to people who literally kind of look like Time Lords. Yeah. Um, so, we have Play With Me by Extreme. The Boys and Girls Are Doing It by <laughs> Vital Signs. <laughs> Not So Far Away by Glenn Burtnick. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is total fucking butt rock. Dancing with a Gypsy by Tora Tora. Father Time by Shark Island. I Can't Break Away by Big Pig. Dangerous, also by Shark Island. I didn't realize there's this many songs in the movie. What? Yeah. Dude, there are a lot of songs in this movie. Walk Away by Brickin. Just Brickin. In Time by Rob Rob Robbie Rob. That's R O B D I R O B D. Wow. And two heads are better than one by Power Tool. Power Tool <laughs> sounds like Power Tool. Jesus Christ! We should have been able to just guess that that band was called Power Tool. Yeah, you totally. really should have. I so, love these outfits. These are like the eight most eighties future thing. Ever, yeah, absolutely. If that makes sense. They bought like a thousand yards of that material. Like that gray. Yes. Whatever. Which this, I mean, this, and I get it, they're on a budget. They cannot portray the fantastical future that Bogus, Bogus Journey was able to portray. Yeah. But, like, this future looks fucking awful. It looks boring. It looks very dystopian. Bleak. Very bleak. Yeah, like, I don't want to live here. live in here. a cave, a, a weird space cave. With yeah, they live in a space cave. A tinfoil space cave. They yeah. all wear the same uniform, and they all just, like, mindlessly... Monotone... 
guitar this, in yeah. a slow, weird also, way. Also, where did this video come from of them doing air guitar slow motion with trench coats on? Who knows? The yeah. future. Yeah, they never really worked that in either. Yeah. But uh, it, it's okay. It's yeah, all fine. I, what it's I fine. Also, are those people like hooked to the wall by their butts? They're floating. Have you noticed they, they move? They are floating, yeah, but I, it's future. like... I think they're using um, a fake fireplace. They're using space farts. Yeah, yeah. To it just seems float. really butt related to me. Yeah. Well, Arian, thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Good answer. That's butt related. Definitely butt stuff. Definitely butt. Can confirm. <laughs> Floating through the means of flatulence. So here we get the closest thing to conflict in this movie, really. Oh, yeah, uh, the Ziggy Pig. Well, not yeah, not this. This is just awesome. Yeah, this rules. I love how they put a little bib on. <laughs> And I love that the whole time Napoleon is just looking at people like, who the fuck is this motherfucker? I almost <laughs> wonder if this scene is in here because they loved the guy playing Napoleon so much they wanted to give him more. Yeah, because it's unrelated to anything. Uh, right. It's yeah. completely unnecessary. But yeah. it does give him that little pin that goes above his medals. Yes. Yes. <laughs> And I definitely want a Ziggy Piggy pin. Yes. Yeah. I'm but sure they're out there on Etsy. But above. He's got a whole, like, breast full of medals. Also, he clearly <laughs> needed that bit. So, good call. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Think about that. I mean, his, his, the front of his uniform would look like Chris Farley dragged his ass up it. Yeah. I know. He's got a cream-colored <laughs> uniform on, too. How does he even maintain that? Ziggy Piggy. Ziggy Piggy. <laughs> also, that's incredibly mean. Like, it is getting in someone's that's, that's, that face. That was the '80s for you, like, Yeah, that was a thing, dude. Yeah, really? Like, yeah. that was dude, dodgeball was like the fucking official sport of the '80s. My yeah. one of my earliest birthdays after we moved here to Atlanta, my parents took me to some ice cream parlor. I can't remember what it was called, but it was like some retro fancy place near like Lenox Mall or something. It was like a big deal to go there. They took me there for my birthday and I had nightmares for years because these people in little vests and like pinstripe shirts came out and sang like happy birthday, happy birthday, oh it's like like really overdone Yeah, and were like in my face. That was a thing. Like, yeah. you could go to places and those, the workers would be in your fucking face that way. Telling yeah. you're fat ass. <laughs> hey, right. We don't need that. I, I wish, I, if I could get my mom on the phone, right, what time is it? It's like 10. Oh, yeah, no, she's asleep. If I could get her on the phone, she could t- definitely tell me what the ice cream place was. Because we, <laughs> we have discussed this nightmarish memory before. And I feel bad for her because they, like, she thought it was going to be this, like, great big treat to go to this special ice cream place. And it was just horror for me. (laughs) And it was not, I did did not get a Ziggy Pig button. No. And and for the listeners, if any of you remember this, like, old school uh, Atlanta ice cream place from, I want to say Carson's, but that's not right. Uh, from like the early '80s, 
beats me. It was it was a big deal. <laughs> it would have been before I was in the South. I love that he feels the need to like Yeah. Yeah. Close it out. Let's Thank close you. it out. Thank yeah, you, he's Shepherd. like, We just kidnapped this guy. Have a good day. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, I crush. have no idea what's going on. I speak Latin. Little Miss Rock and Roll, Jane Weedland. So cute. Very, very cute. Still She's very, very, very cute. Yeah. A a courageous uh, uh, crusader for human rights. Yes. But here, just a, a an adorable pile of big brown eyes. Also true. Actual brown eyes, Arian, not, not what you're thinking. Hey, I wasn't the one who took it there. <laughs> no, you were already there. Trying to preempt me. <laughs> That's a preemptive brown eye. Fucking infringement. <laughs> This shit is. And then this gentleman who was in like every eighties movie that needed an Asian an Asian badass. Yes. True. He is um, the bad guy in many, many movies. Yeah, he's or, or at the very least like a heavy. Yeah. Yeah. And he really gets to shine in this one. I had actually yeah. forgotten he, he, even he's he tortures Mel Gibson and Lethal Weapon. He has pistols in uh oh, wait, now I want to Make sure of it before I say it. He was in Die Hard. Because I, I wanted to say he's the guy with the pistols in Big Trouble in Little China, but now I want to verify it. Even though I already said it. Possibly. Candy Graham. Candy Graham from Mongo. <laughs> <laughs> Abraham Lincoln, you're lucky that wasn't a, wasn't a giant shark. <laughs> no, they're just lucky they didn't go after Abraham Lincoln because they would have had to deal with the Secret Service. I like how right now they can't fit in it, but then like the next time they travel, they all fit in it somehow. It's just science. Yeah, it's just about way this, it's about how you stack them. <clears throat> hmm. The umbrella's broken. It's fucking everything up. Good job, guys. How they get broken? They when they were escaping medieval, oh, medieval, yeah, yeah. medieval, yeah, medieval, times. medieval, just medieval, just medieval. Yes, Al Al Long uh, is in indeed. big trouble in Little China, and they live. Oh, oh nice! I love this one. Napoleon's oh, cheating. God, yes. Yeah, he's. He, you know what? I, I never even really put this together, but he's probably my favorite character in this movie. He is awesome. He is a highlight, and he's almost got because you know he. He pantomimes everything. He's almost got like a weird Mr. Bean thing. Yeah. Like, oh wow. Yeah. yeah but there's definitely like a Mr. Bean thing going on with him. You're guy. right. He's it's <laughs> he has to I mean he he has lines but they're in French, so yes. he's not really conveying anything. So <laughs> sometimes just say speaking he, French. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he has to be big <laughs> with everything he does. Shit, shit, yeah. shit, 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 shit. <laughs> Which is, I believe, the only profanity in the film. Yeah. I'm yes. sorry, I love this scene so much. That's, That's great. <sighs> He's awesome. And he just charges this guy. Buddy? <laughs> Buddy? <laughs> 
love the fact that Napoleon doesn't think it's weird that he's in this weird world. Well, that, I mean, that's what makes it so great. Yeah. Is he's just handling it. He's yeah. just like, I guess I go bowling now. Right, right. He's just chewing this dude out. What now? Well, I what? go to Waterloo. Wait. Yeah, but like... Because it's did... a word I recognize. What did yeah. he do, like, for that night? What do we think he did? Because Waterloo is the next day. Right. Oh, yeah. So, like, where did he spend the night? Did he, like, find some hookers or something? I would imagine, yeah, yeah he probably found a... Late, later, lady of the night. Yeah, he probably found a whorehouse. Yeah. Like, and and traded some like of his metals or something for some poon. In the, in the, uh, in the model. <laughs> We've got some uh, Ted's bag of holding, which had a Nerf football. Yeah. A, uh, more Okay, not only does it have these cans of chocolate pudding, which... Cans of chocolate pudding, gross. Yeah. Uh, tons of chewing gum of different flavors. A lot of chewing gum. And then later on, everybody in the high school auditorium is eating cans of chocolate pudding. It's true. Presumably from Ted's bag of holding. And the textbook is in there, though. Yes, the books are in there. Lots of stuff going on in that book bag. It's actually a little disappointing to me. It's just really convenient for... You know, storytelling. Watching watching this now, it's a little disappointing to me that NECA's Ted figure didn't come with that backpack. Yeah, it should have. Because yeah. it's a pretty critical part of the story. Of, a lot of shit would have happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And some, it should have come with I some little... I just noticed that the K-Man has bubblegum. Has bubblegum, yeah. right. Yeah, I, I saw that, that before. I, I don't know what's up with that exactly. Somebody, somebody spat theirs out? I feel like they're too... Watching this through this time... There are two parts where I think maybe something got cut out yeah. right there with the caveman. Yeah, there's a deleted scene somewhere in there. And later on in the mall, after Sigmund Freud's corndog droops, <laughs> a couple of kids walk up behind him, like very with intent. And I feel like there might be a scene there where That's something happened. Yeah. They, they didn't make it in. Also, maybe the trash can thing, because that's weird. Yeah, they're, well... But maybe not. Maybe that, that, that might just be... Convenient storytelling. That might be fucking storytelling right there. Yeah. It's just a bunch of Deus Ex Mac. I love this, how this comes back around. Like, this is funny. Oh, this I is mean, great. We knew it, but, like, it's it's still funny to see it from the other perspective. Yeah, and I also love it. He's like, that made so much more sense this time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they, they acknowledge how... Sort of ludicrous it is, yeah. in a way. Oh, Bill, you fucked it up. <laughs> Got to dial one number higher. One, uh, apparently, according to the trivia page, one uh, scene that was deleted that might not have ever been seen. I think they might have lost the footage. Because apparently they did go to prom with the medieval babes. Oh, okay. Princesses. I think I heard that, that that was supposed to be a thing. Yeah, so, you know. Who wouldn't want to go to prom with some medieval princesses? I'd go to prom with a medieval princess. I mean, me too. Like now. I mean, why not? Sure. Uh, it's Missy. I'd also go to prom with Missy. Who can blame you? What's funny is, like, this entire... Look at that, look at that thigh gap. 
look at that. Ca- I mean, it's not really like camel toe, but like, it's just an interesting outfit. <laughs> the funny thing is, the entire plot of this movie today could be solved with Google. Yes. It's true. Every bit of it. <laughs> Google or just like. <laughs> or just doing their studying. <laughs> well, like, you, you could actually, like, pay. There's, like, a firedcollegeprofessors.com or something where, like, out-of-work college professors will write your papers for you. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. I could totally have just done that. Wouldn't Didn't have to go through time kidnap people. Yeah. But they did, they did give an epic presentation, I guess, so. I love that he. they try to like disguise everyone's identity by being like, this is Dennis Dave, Freud. Dave Beach. This is Socrates Johnson. But all, all of that is just for that joke of, this is Abraham Lincoln. Like, they just run out of shit to yeah. say. It's so good. Yeah, I think this is Dave Beethoven. Yeah. No, Genghis Khan. Drink Brondo, not water like out the toilet. <laughs> so when Bondo. he's throwing out the food, is that food that the stepmother made? I mean, Billy the Kid, he's just like, oh, that's a, that's a good point though. She she didn't seem terribly handy with the the food yeah. making. Uh, I don't think that's the, the, I don't think that's how she earns her keep. Because <laughs> <laughs> it just shows Billy the Kid, and he kind of looks at the camera, and then he dumps the food in the trash. So I'm guessing that's what that's supposed to be. So. So oh, this is it. This is the... For me, this is the highlight of the movie. Yeah, oh, oh that's great, yeah. Just them managing everyone off the escalator. Is like, <laughs> yeah. So great. So watch out for your robe, dude. And, and, and Billy... Billy f- I guess riding it, like, riding it like a horse? Yeah. Is that what he's doing? Oh, yeah. He's a cowboy. That mall's also just badass looking. Yeah. Oh man, I mean, I I hope, and this is what a dumb thing to hope. I hope at some point malls can make a comeback. Yeah, me too. Like that, mega places like Walmart just fucking die and dry up, and we get a lot of smaller businesses that can all congregate in one place like that That'd again. Be great, yeah. It'd be even better if like they just they're just like, yeah, everyone really likes Stranger Things season three, so we're just gonna make <laughs> fucking mall look like that. I worked in that mall. Yeah. For years. Yeah, I did too. In several different places. I just How dumb just was it not to like reopen it as like that style mall? That'd be badass. Well, the problem is all the places there. that used to be in malls are dead. There's no more yeah, Walmart. Yeah. There's no more V. Dalton. Dead, There's yeah. no more uh, KB Toys. Yeah, no more KB. No more Circus World. Like. There might be Orange Julius. I don't there's know. a few Orange Juliuses, but uh, yeah, I think there's hanging one on, in like, Sugarloaf Mills, yeah. right? Yeah. But yeah, most of those places are dead. Okay, Ryan, you brought up a very good point here. <laughs> oh, just like, because they're doing the classic, like, one guy's playing a ball game, he's on the other side of the fence, and they're talking to him through the other side of the fence. Like, but there's no four point. Four feet over. They, yeah, if he just walks four feet <laughs> over, like, yeah. The fence is very short. I just don't get it. And here we have Waterloo. The Waterloo. Danger. Look at that. Yeah. Oh, God. That is Damn. horrifying. That kid's getting thrown all over yeah. the place. How is anyone still alive? Yeah, I mean, he looks like he's going to fly off the side. All right, uh, Arian, you're our head Googleologist mm-hmm. now. Where, what is this actual water park? We need that to know. I will investigate. It will take me uno momento. <laughs> B- before we get to Napoleon and his 
strangely transparent <laughs> bathing gear. <laughs> I I am both shocked and relieved that there wasn't more mushroom presence in this scene. It's true. I really thought. I think he. Ha- I think he had a wiener protector on. I mean, I'm sure he had something on under this. Yeah. But it's still like he had a merkin. Woo. No, he didn't have a merkin. <laughs> That's not what that is. Isn't that like a pube toupee? Yeah, it's exactly what that is. No, he had like maybe a, a dance belt or something. But Ro- no. Rooney Mara had to wear one, and uh, the uh, girl with the dragon tattoo, and uh, our trivia name one week, our trivia team, like right after that movie came out, was Rooney Mara's merkin. <laughs> <laughs> Which is still one of my favorites. Alright, I'm looking for information on the water park. This is great. He just picks this kid up, throws him out of the way. Get out of here, kid. And <laughs> but he can. does give him a little acknowledgement. Yeah. yeah. So apparently, like, this shoot took a while. Filming began, Keanu Reeves was 22 and Alex Wonder was 21. Whoa! So it took a couple of years, apparently. <laughs> so good. Yeah, it looks like he's like kind of befriending some of the kids. If you really want to I go fast that he's down this thing, conversation with this girl, which just means he's shouting at her in French. In French, yeah, <laughs> right. That's so good. And finally, Bill and Ted are here. To take this weird little man away. (laughs) His bathing cap. I wonder if the lifeguards are, like, letting him get in front of the kids. I mean, if you were, like, a 17-year-old lifeguard at a a water park and an insane Ah, French man in, like, a nightgown came out. Apparently most of this was shot in Arizona. Like, the high school was in Arizona. The mall was in Arizona. And the scene where Napoleon slides down the water slides at Waterloo was filmed at the Gulfland slash Sunsplash Water Park in Mesa, Arizona. Ah, well, that wasn't really very enlightening at all, yeah. but now we can put a name to the water slide. Circle K was in Tempe. <laughs> Strange things are afoot of the Circle K. It's true. So this is this is awesome. This song, this is the extreme song, right? Because this has got to be Nuno, yeah. Nuno Betancourt on these sweet guitar shreds. You are you are correct, sir. Oh wait, we're not quite there yet because we've got to get to Sigmund Freud's yeah. limp corn dog. You have this weird sex moment. Let's not we think about dog on a bat. Let's not think about the fact that Socrates well actually you know what? Considering lifespans during his era, he might be like 35. That's true. So great. Yeah. yeah. And we're just going to assume these girls are 18. <laughs> we're from history. <laughs> you, you may call me Siggy. <laughs> now, Sigmund Freud, on the other hand, this guy's just an old pervert. Yeah. yeah. He's definitely got a phallic symbol. Oh, yeah. 100%. Pointing at their direction. Which I, I didn't, you know... I did not pick up on that. It starts watching this the first time. He does with the ladies. It starts drooping. Yeah. See these kids right here. Like it looks like they're getting ready to put a kick me sign on them or something. No, they do. Like if you watch later, 
you'll see Sigmund Freud's got a kidney stone. Oh, does he really? Oh, okay. When they're going, okay. when he and uh, this I'll, part I'll is out. glorious. With oh, yeah. Oh, he's fantastic. Oh, yeah. and a fucking baseball bat. <laughs> and a skateboard and a helmet. He gets so much time to shine because he gets this and he gets ah. the later on on the stage, he gets his whole demo with the crazy oh, yeah. halberd thing. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I feel like, look at this scene. Like, <laughs> I mean, he is violent. <laughs> they, they had to just be like, just keep rolling. Just keep. Also, doing it. it's right amazing. there, they do this badass transition where the sound of the bat hitting it matches up with the sound of the the light bulb flash. Yeah, and it's like just fucking great. It's almost enough to distract you from the gross the dollop yeah. of pudding on yeah. Abraham Lincoln's yeah, cheek. Yeah. Okay, now it's song time. That's right. Now we're rocking out to we're some new Nobel. believe that Beethoven would love synthesizers, which I don't believe. Yeah, I don't believe at all. Joan of Arc. Well, but he... And, yeah, yeah, why would Joan of Arc be a fucking aerobics instructor? Why not? Why not? She can do whatever she wants. I, like, she was with, touched by God. With this, because Beethoven's deaf, right? Yes. So he's... Mostly. He's feeling all of these different sensations okay. tonally. I could buy that. That he's never felt, so he's super hyped and excited because all he's ever played is a piano, yeah, or maybe a harpsichord every once in a while. Yeah, but like these synthesizers are giving him all kinds of new sensations and input that he's never felt. Like this, like feels legit to me. Oh yeah, look, I think he's, he'd be going. Oh, you're right. He's got the kick me sign. So it's almost like they he just, just cut too soon. Well, that's okay. It's oh, 1988. That's true. No, like when he's running out there, he literally cupped her you boob. Could, you could, you could grab a titty back. Sometimes there. it's a good way to get a woman out of your way. <laughs> just grab her by the titties and just move her over. <laughs> just like two handles, you know. It's called the tit lift. Yeah. Just, yes. Perform a tit lift. It's fine. You're over here now. Yeah. You and, and your titties. Relocate <laughs> your titties over here. You'll follow. Yeah, I don't really understand too much why they arrest Beethoven. He's, like, entertaining them all. Yeah. They're like, do you want to use this synthesizer? You're under arrest. Well, I think at some point it becomes clear that he's with all of these rabble-rousers. Yeah. So just by association. Well, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. They're just... Well, look, the manager's complaining. He went He's, over his allotted time limit. Yeah, the manager was complaining. I that guy is a total Karen. Yeah. What does he? Yeah, yeah. Yes. What does he have on his nose? It's like zinc, like a yeah. There you back in the day, there used to be. It was called. I think it was called Zinca. It was like colored zinc. And it, yeah, they yeah. had like green and yellow and pink, and uh, it was a thing for like ten seconds. But yeah, I I even thought like I didn't fall for that one. Yeah. I was like, that's dumb. I do not want that. <laughs> I love this, the interview of Freud. <laughs> Would you like a couch lamb? <laughs> <laughs> that guy's hair is phenomenal. Poor Dave yes. Beethoven. Yeah, Beethoven got screwed. Is it Dave Beethoven or Jeff Beethoven? Dave. Dave. Is it Dave? Okay. What did I think he said the first time we watched it? Like beef oven? Beef oven, which is uh, I think <laughs> the I think, sexiest, grossest thing ever. I think one of Trey Parker's bands is called Beef Oven. <laughs> yeah, that, that that looks like silly. That mole is the worst. It looks like it is melting off of his. face. I feel like if you peel that off of his face, there's going to be a little image of Snoopy underneath it. <laughs> uh, and here's here's a Doyle with his presentation. Yes. And yeah. his high school football rules. <laughs> it's computers. That hair. 
I had a haircut pretty close to that uh, around this time. Not that bad, but I definitely multiple times in life had a mullet, and one time willingly had a rat tail. I never had a full like that. That what that guy has. That's as close as I got to a mullet, and that's not. He's got really... a wicked knuckle too. I didn't realize how tight those pants were. I'm sure at some point I wore Cavarici, so I'm sure at some point I had some serious ball definition going on. Yeah. <laughs> when you can like just lift and separate. Yeah. Oof. Not good. Got one on either side. You see the yeah. Ball yeah, you've got the the seam. Like you have to place the seam in the middle of the sack because you can't put it on one side or the other because there's not enough room. You're going to military school, Ted, or they'll He's make really you separate about not having his bags packed. He's just constantly like he is up his ass yeah. about those yeah. bags. And I feel like this guy probably doesn't own that much stuff anyway. No. <laughs> He's wearing the same shit the entire movie. Plus, like, in military... Well, and even in the next movie. Like, if you're going yeah. to military school, like... Yeah, they're probably going to give you clothes. You're probably going to have to wear a uniform, and you're probably not going to be allowed to have, like, much, like... In the way of personal possessions, yeah. Leisure. Yeah, his bags really don't matter that much. I think his dad's just being a dick. You think? Yes. I think maybe. Could be. Possibly. It's possible. It's possible. He may be a bad guy. He's definitely an obstacle that they have to overcome. Yes. Throughout the course of the movie, several times. As opposed to the next movie where he is distracted. It's true. See, that's another thing I love about Bogus Journey is that there's a lot of uh, sort of callback humor, like the whole the fact that you know Missy is with Ted's dad in that one, and like just there's so much continuity wise that's funny to me which is why I say I have to watch both of them that's fair despite the fact that both of the primary actors look about 10 years older because Keanu Reeves in Bogus Journey looks like Keanu Reeves he doesn't look like this kid yeah like he's he's recognizable as the Keanu we all come to know and love. Yeah. Where's this it? one? You're like, look at this young, young when ass did, kid. Right. When did Parenthood come out? A couple years after this. That Todd. Yeah. Ninety three. I'm gonna throw ninety three out there. I don't know that it's right, but that's what I'm gonna say. No, I don't want to yeah, see. This is where they just decide, like, okay, for every problem we have, we'll just be like, oh, your future cells fix. Yes. It. Which, for the purposes of this movie, is fine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, if this was a serious... Nah, Parenthood was 89. 89? I was going to say, say, like, this was like... He looks basically the same. See, I haven't seen Parenthood, and I don't even know how long. Yeah, I think he even has the same stupid fucking haircut. See, I feel like he had a shorter haircut in Parenthood, but I haven't seen it in forever. Could be. For some reason, I've always loved that movie. I've seen it like a hundred times. I didn't like it because I thought it was going to be a comedy. And it pissed me off that it wasn't. Like, it has funny parts, but it is not a comedy. It's fucking depressing. Well, yeah, but that's life for you. Oh, I know, but I don't... When I'm 13 years old, I'm not interested in life. I want (laughs) a funny movie with Steve Martin and Ted. 
Actually, I should probably go back and watch it now. Because I, I hated that movie for years. You, you, because I, it was not you, Uncle you Buck. Will, you will have a, uh, a greater appreciation. Yeah. Oh, obviously. I'm willing to say. Believe it or not, I was not a parent in 1989. I mean... Neither was I, but I mean, maybe I was just born. I just realized that I, I think I believe like, that. Yeah, I yeah. think you came out That's looking exactly like you look yeah. now, well, only you I were like they want you to think sixteen inches long or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and you've just grown into this. Grown into this assholery. Yeah. So they they lovable lovable curmudgeonliness. Yeah. Wild stallions. Yeah, those gel cells are completely wooden. Oh, they are, aren't they? Yeah, like super wood, if you like that. <laughs> and I noticed how the doors open. Those, they're very lightweight, like balsa wood or some shit. And then this trash can, which... Huh? I have That's a very odd moment. They really shouldn't have... They should have fixed that. For the listeners... The keys are fine, I, but that I part, invite you to explain that scene... Uh, and I will, if somebody explains it satisfactorily, I will send you a little something. Yeah, the trash can falling from the ceiling. Yeah, explain to me the the physics, the setup of that trash can falling on that man's head. Yeah, and they're also you know Oz is going to explain it. Oz doesn't listen to the show. Yeah, Oz doesn't true. know how to use podcasts. <laughs> I don't have podcasts. That I, that I believe. That I 110% believe. He could build that that trash can trap in hundred percent twelve minutes and make it believable. But listen but to a cannot, podcast no, now. No. Oh, Oz. I don't have online. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have your AOLs. <laughs> I don't understand your odd future. Do, do we record this on the Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> Can you send me the podcast like on a CD? <laughs> Do I, need to, do I need to sign into my VCR? <laughs> if you do listen, I'm sorry. We love you. We I do love you very much. Curl still sucks. Curl. Yeah, Curl definitely yeah. still sucks. Crawl you're still my BFF forever. <laughs> Obligatory Curl sucks. Yeah. For this episode. Yeah, out there. Because Curl sucks. Look how charming this Billy the Kid is. Yeah, Look great. at this guy. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I'm actually Billy the Kid, motherfuckers. Yeah, when he's firing weapons in a school. In high school yeah. auditorium. Generally frowned upon in America. Yeah. Well, this is pre-school shootings. Pre-Columbine. Yeah. So, you know, it was a younger, simpler age. It's true. I mean, I still don't think you could go around firing guns in the school. But. Uh, no, we, we had, you know, they'd have the uh, anti-drug stuff, and the guy would bring out the shotgun and... You know, just fire it into the ceiling of the gym. It was, it was a thing. Then they then they then they do some tumbling and blow up some balloons, and oh, we'd yeah. all go back to class. Yeah, oh yeah. School's very was... different for me. I remember you came of age in a different time, right? A friend of mine uh, had one of those school like anti-drug things that you'd, you know, the whole school meet in the gymnasium yeah. and you'd watch some presentation from Deputy like Dogs Life there, Plus or like some weird little group. And, like, and they had a Spider-Man for one of them, but apparently the guy was just going commando and he said the whole time he couldn't do anything but stare at Spider-Man's dick. 
<laughs> you. <laughs> I think they finally pronounced his name right. <laughs> yeah, they did. Soccer. Spider-Man? Finally, no, yeah. Spider-Man. <laughs> Our favorite Spider historical figure. Man. Whatever a Spider-Man does. Yeah, they finally say Socrates. They're learning and growing. Yeah, I mean, they, they pull off the presentation. Apparently it's really long. But. Yeah, and they do a really good job with it because it do, it's not just all the historical people going up and speaking. Like, they are showing a comprehension yeah. of everything. Like, it's not just some bullshit. They actually are following through. Yeah. Which I appreciate. Yeah, I mean, I think they, they you know, they were the last <laughs> ones. So they, you know, it's like playing a show. Like, if we're the last band, we can play as long as we want. You know, so it's, it's that kind of mentality. They're the last presentation, they can go as long as they want. I, I would, though, like to talk to uh, Ed Solomon. Isn't that kind of the main guy behind all of this? Yeah. I would like to ask him, like, if you had to write, if you had to commit to it on paper, how long did this presentation go? Yeah. Because we're, ta- we're, we're looking, I'm going to say at least three hours. I don't think it's that long. I think, no? I, yeah, I think they gave each historical figure probably like a 10 or 15 minute block. Dude, that's like three hours. Yeah, like shit, I guess you're right. If it's 15 minutes, it's three hours. If it's 10 minutes, it's closer to two. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, that's that, that would be pretty long. But then you've got, you know, your interstitials, your intros. Yeah. You're, you're Dude, Ted's they, Ted's psych evaluation alone was probably an hour. Yeah, because they're breaking down his whole like, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then there's a pudding break, right? And this, they got to set all these little guys up. And I'll tell you right now, they knocked him down at least twice while they were trying to do all that. Oh yeah, this is an hour. Damn, you're right. I think Lincoln's is probably the shortest. Yeah, because I think his is the only one where we actually see the yeah, whole like thing time. in one yeah. shot. Yeah, real time. Thank you. That, that's the phrase I was looking for, <laughs> and it wasn't coming to me. Yeah. <laughs> Slippery when wet. Bon Jovi. Timely reference. I remember, here's a little Bon Jovi anecdote. I want a sword fight with Jane Weedland. And I I believe it was fifth grade, there was this guy, uh, Mike something, I don't remember his last name. Hunt? Who was definitely not Mike Hunt. Um, (laughs) Has anybody seen Mike Hunt? (laughs) Not me. (laughs) I'm trying to fill... It's a Porky's reference. Guys! (laughs) Can someone please fill my cunt? Um, <laughs> so this guy, this guy Mike, was like a cool guy. Like he listened to cool music or whatever, and he was he was the guy listening to Bon Jovi. So I was like, well, cool. cool Mike listens to Bon Jovi. So the next year, going back to class, I remember telling him. Uh, like running into this guy and seeing him and being like, oh, I'm going to talk to him about Bon Jovi so I can be cool too. And I was like, hey, I got that Bon Jovi album. He was like, Bon Jovi sucks. I listened to, <laughs> to White Snake and like walked off. <laughs> Damn. Whoa, you get fucking told. Uh, all the time. 
all the time. And Nothing then, but sick burns my whole life. And then you're like, I know I can hunt, but can Mike hunt? <laughs> Jesus no. Christ. Yikes. Put him. Way to kill it, Ryan. Sorry, God. It wasn't that bad. It was just as bad as all the other Mike Hunt. We were, we were all just taken in by the power of this man's performance. The, the gravitas. He's a as Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln. He's a great, he's the Lincoln. This yes. is, when I think of Abraham Lincoln, this is what I picture. Yes. This Actually, guy. yeah, I think you're, I think, yeah. you're, I think all of my historical references of people that are. <laughs> this, yeah. For yeah. sure. Yeah. I know, I hope this movie is somewhat historically accurate because Probably it's really not formed at all. my idea of a lot of periods of history. Yeah, Napoleon for sure. Yes. If I think about Napoleon, it's definitely from this movie. I actually read somewhere that he wasn't really that short. In, in actuality, he was what? a little bit short, but not really. I don't want to believe that. No, that sounds like nonsense to me. That's some liberal bullshit. That's I'm some horse pucky. <laughs> That's fake news. <laughs> yeah. you, you got that off of Breitbart. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. I don't either. Isn't Breitbart a like yeah, conservative conspiracy site or it's something? It's not really a conservative conspiracy site, but it's a it's definitely a. Uh, I thought it was like an MK Ultra thing. Like if no. you if you ask like your racist uncle, it's the most reliable news source in the world. I'll oh, just okay. put it that way. So everybody I work with probably gets all their information from <laughs> probably there. Probably so. That's why they don't you work at a racist uncle factory, <laughs> dude. A hundred percent. Yes, <laughs> they do not believe in the coronavirus. Like, literally, just... It's not at all. Oh, gosh. Fun times. Ugh. So they've changed clothes, which is really weird, because in the second movie, they're wearing what they were wearing earlier in this movie. Yeah, which, I mean, those outfits, like the little black vests and everything, and like all that's like kind of like iconic with what I think of as Bill and Ted. Yeah. Like when you go to the Bill and Ted live show Universal well, is what they're wearing. Well, either that or the tan trench coat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is so bizarre. Yeah. But like, yeah, I, I think that may be another thing that like, I kind of wish with the new movie. I know it's years and years later, but it's like, yeah, put them in the black vest again. <laughs> Did anyone see the Bill and Ted show at Universal? No. Me. No. Okay. But only because I went with you. But I've never been to Universal. That would make it hard to see it. When was that active? Uh, For like, I mean, it was like... A long time. Ten years or something? It just stopped within the last two years. Yeah, but but they only did it over October. Like every year. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't a year-round thing? Yeah, because it's like Bill oh, and Ted's yeah, like... Or it's September and October. is like Bill and Ted's like Halloween. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I've never been to Universal in October. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. It was very nostalgic and like really cool. Like the actor's really good. But apparently in some of the shows, especially some of the earlier ones, people would dig up some clips. And uh, kind of like this movie a little bit. There was some... Questionable, like uh, insult, f words. Right, right, right. Stuff, right. Like stuff that, that, that at, at the time. Age well, yeah. Right. 
So uh, they, they they got rid of it for that. They didn't say it. They got rid of it instead of just maybe... Just making it better? Or, yeah. Yeah, I know. Far that, I, I believe that that was the reason they got rid of it. Because some people, like... There's, like, a big, like, Vice article about it or something, and they're just like, yeah, we're just going to stop doing this. That's bizarre. Yeah, it Like, is. why not just rework it? It's like, it? yeah, I don't know. Fucking people, you know, just change it. Make it not offensive. Yeah. Make it offensive in new, awesome ways. Yeah. <laughs> Make fun of the furries. Make it offensive in ways that people 20 years from now will be horrified at. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's like everything. That's why like, I don't get to... Oh my God, you're breathing and massacring millions of germs. Yeah. Like, I don't get you? I don't get mad about like a movie from twenty years ago. Like, no, no, you like, can't you can't yeah. judge something outside outside of the time, the time in yeah. which it occurred. These guitars are so lame, and even back then, I didn't think they looked cool. No, they look like Guitar Hero guitars, like yeah. from the game. They're like shitty flying V's with no. They just don't make any sense to yeah. me. Yeah. They look dumb. They yeah, it's like stupid. no headstock on them. It's like they're, they're they look unfinished or broken. I know that that's like a style of guitar, but it's dumb. It's a dumb style. But I'm guessing it's supposed to be like these are guitars from the future, right? Right. The yeah. They could think of. Clearly not him playing because they keep cutting to some hands that aren't yeah. his. Yeah. Yeah, but no. he is making good faces. Oh yeah, yeah he yeah. is making a good face. He's either playing guitar or getting a blowjob. One of the two. <laughs> Maybe yeah. both. Yeah, I mean, it is hilarious though that like the whole thing is that they're in a band and like they don't know how to play instruments. At all. <laughs> and like I remember, like I kind of had forgotten the end of this. So I'm like, when we were just watching it earlier. They're like, oh, cool, let's jam. And I'm like, well, how are they going to jam? They don't know how to play. And then they're just And then they don't. Yeah. (laughs) Like, terrible. Terrible. Oh, God. Well, and I think one thing the new movie has to deliver... Is a song. Is that, well, they've got to learn... Because at the end of the second movie... They play God Gave Rock and Roll to you. Right. Yeah. Like, they're going to do something. Yep. Uh, so I think I think we need to see the fully formed wild Bill and Ted, uh, yeah Wild Stout. I was going to say Bill and Ted Band. <laughs> the Bill, Bill and Ted, Ted Band. Band. I've been up a long time, you guys. <laughs> I woke up really early this morning to go look for GI Joe figures. Um, all right, so Terry Camilleri as Napoleon, star of the movie. Obviously, uh, this movie's just freaking awesome. It kicks ass. I think everybody all yeah. around can pretty much agree with that. Fun times. It's it's still a feel good movie. Yeah, feel good hit of whichever year you watch it. Now, having watched it again, what do uh, you guys want? I'm mean, not right now, but you guys want to watch Bogus Journey? You want to revisit that? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll we'll definitely watch that probably within the next week. Yeah, whenever we have I, some free time, I definitely the, want to watch it again. The uh, I'm really interested to check out the animated series, seeing that. You know, at least a little bit. It's this cast doing yeah. the voices. That's very interesting to me. Yeah, because that uh, even back then, with you know actors that weren't necessarily names, rarely did they make the transition from the TV show or the film to the animated yeah. series. It's, that it's did not like, happen. It's a not lot. like you had the Ghostbusters cast, right? Right. You definitely cast. didn't. Yeah. Um, although you did have, uh, oh, I can't remember his name right now, but. The, the guy that did Garfield's voice 
Bill Murray. Fangman's voice. Fangman, yeah. And then Bill Murray later on went on to voice Garfield. <laughs> yeah, it's really a the, weird scene. Because, because, yeah. because he thought it was being directed by one of the Coen brothers. <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> yes. Wow. I mean, that's the reason he gives. I don't know that I buy that. I think the reason is money. It's possible. But, that's uh, that's why David Cross did one of the Garfield or did Chipmunks. Did, did no, did Chipmunks. all of the Alvin and the Chipmunks movies. <laughs> he that guy. Look, David Cross is fucking hilarious. Yes. I like that guy, but he needs to be a little more sincere about some things. Like he's a Hollywood guy. He can't act like he's not. Oh, like his, his most recent like stand-up specials, he's been like, yeah. Oh, is he honest about it Oh, now? no, he's he's totally like, yeah, like, I sold out to do Alvin and the Chipmunks. I'm and, not going to lie to you. And Scary Movie 2, and every piece of shit movie he's done a guest bit in. But anyway, we're not talking about David Cross. We're talking about Bill and Ted, which is awesome. You guys, thank you for sitting down, watching Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Uh, next month. Party on, Wayne. Party on, on Arian. No, we're not watching Wayne's World next month. No. We'll watch that eventually. Next month, we're watching whatever Arian's anal pick is. Yes, oh, we're going to watch... Uh, pick it with his butt we're going to watch uh, Salo, or The 120 Days of Sodom. Oh, Yikes. I have that on DVD. We're not I, actually I think I, it. Yeah, I think I already know. We already know what we're watching, right? Yeah, we, okay. do, we know okay. what we're watching. Good, good. Which, All right. which is nothing too weird. Thanks for listening, everybody. It uh, is subtitled. Subscribe Be to each other. Be excellent to each and other. Party on, party, party on, dudes. dudes. There you go. You got to end up. Party on, Dino De Laurentiis. Not end up, yes. I hope that that lifted everybody up. I hope you had a great time listening uh, and and thinking about your own memories and sharing our memories uh, of this awesome movie and and the fact that it did hold up a few. Uh, uncomfortable, untimely jokes aside, which, what are you going to do? It was, it was 1989, eight, nine. I can't remember now what we said it was. We recorded this like two weeks ago or something. Uh, okay. So join the needless things podcast, Facebook group, answer the three questions, uh, follow needless things podcast on Instagram, uh, Follow along with Needless Con, which are our other episodes throughout the month where we sort of simulate panels that would have happened at Dragon Con. And also, there are, I think I can say this, we have three panels for the Dragon Con American Sci-Fi Classics track that are going to happen sometime, soon, very soon. You'll hear about it, as long as you're following the needless things podcast in all the appropriate places uh, and all of the needless things are regulars as well um, let's see what else is happening uh, gi joe uh, audible interlude a gi joe podcast is every first monday of the month i said that as awkwardly as possible the first monday of every month a new episode uh, we will be doing a Dragon Con panel version of that show as well. So if you haven't been checking it out, you can sample a, a little less uh, dork-centric version, like a G.I. Joe light, if you will, and get a sampling of our personalities. So check it all out. I love you guys.
Thank you for listening to the Needless Things podcast. You're the best. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, or in the ears of a Trader Vicks employee. Love you. Mean it. Uh Uh-huh.